from the creators of Wagertainment. We bring you none of the hot take BS. We bring you bets. We bring you sports. I don't care about bragging rights. It just introduces more volatility into the equation. I don't care about victory laps. Stop it. Please stop it. <laughs> Throw the football into the floor. The BetQL Network presents your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper, Ken Barkley. If I have an opinion, I'm just going to go put money on that thing happening. And your host, Nick Costos. Every single play of every single game impacts you in some way, shape, or form. It's You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. Yes, indeed it is. You Better You Bet. Nick Costos, Ken Barkley. It is amazing to be here with you today. And pretty much always, like this time of year. You know, basically like 24/7. 24/7. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's it's not it's, three not 365 like like 24/7 like 192 something like that. <laughs> we're like pretty good. It's yeah. Nick, it's the Nick and Ken show. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Here we are. Yeah. Here we are. Hashtag back again and it's great to be back again here on the becky all network wherever games game seven and there are a lot of games right now which is really awesome no hot take bs on this show we bring you bets and we bring you sports and we're coming to you live today from the odyssey app from the betql app we'll be simulcast by the studs at stadium from four to six eastern we are on youtube youtube.com backslash odyssey sports we are on twitch at twitch.tv backslash betql and heard on radio stations nationwide including Sirius Channel 217 and XM Channel 205. If you're listening to us right now on Satellite Radio, tip of the cap to you. We very much appreciate it. Thank you. Good sir or good woman, good lady. What, what What's like the proper terminology there? Good, good lady? <laughs> good sir and good woman was actually really I, I, funny. In my head, I was like, I'm not really sure like, yeah. what, what, like, what goes with sir, lady, I guess, right? Yeah. It's like sir or madam. Yes, like, uh, sir and, and madam. good madam. Yeah, madam yeah. is pretty good. Yeah, lady so, and, and, and then lady madam. and gentleman lady and gentleman right sure and then woman and man another installment of nick and ken's first grade english class <laughs> yeah, exactly. uh serious 217 and xm 205 ken and i are bringing you the wager tainment and again like uh elementary english here uh we're talking all things sports betting proudly presented today and always by the king of sports books the great people over at BetMGM. i was with them today this morning in jersey city at their studios filming the board of spreads video for week nine in the nfl let me tell you whether it's ethan whether it's mike whether it's John, I could be making up names right now. Yeah. Todd, Prince, yeah. Jimmy, Vince, Keith. That's, yeah. Well, the Ludwig. first three are like actually. Right. Well, yeah. Shout out to Mr. Rayberg. We'll talk about him with golf yeah. bets. I think um, I was gonna save this for when we do golf bets, but I think the name of the of the tournament instead of the Worldwide Technology, it should be the AO Technology Tournament. And Justin Timberlake in 50 Cent should perform hey, all four days of the tournament. Yes. Yes. How do you use technology? Ooh, I'm hitting I'm this putting. approach two, three feet. <laughs> I'm putting. Ooh, I'm putting. <laughs> trying to sink this putt now. <laughs> so there you, there you go. I just wasted one of my jokes early yeah. in the show. Uh, in Golf the bets, open. Yeah. You want yeah. them. You want them. We're going to give them to you. <laughs> <laughs> Those, those birdies, those, those eagles. It's <laughs> <laughs> really funny. Coming up from right. Diamante. <laughs> yes. That's going to be great. <laughs> and Cabo, I mean, I'm going to use all my jokes now, I guess. Yeah. It's in Cabo San Lucas. It's in Cabo yeah. San Lucas, which always makes me think of, like, I think, like, people have different. I, I never went away on spring break. 
because I was a hashtag nerd and I like worked at the radio station at Fordham. Like all the kids would go, my friends would go away on spring break and I was like, okay, like you go party. I'm going to work and like use this as an opportunity to get it. And it worked because like I became like the assistant sports manager and the sports manager. I don't know if it really had like that much of an impact on my career, but at the time I thought it was like a pretty good thing to do. So I never went to Cabo, but, uh, when I think of Cabo, I think of the, the famous Laguna Beach episode. What happens sure. in Cabo is the name of the episode, which basically features Kristen Cavallari making out with guys other than her boyfriend, Steven, the entire episode. Yep. And Steven just getting very mad the entire episode. <laughs> An <Right>. absolute classic. <laughs> you know, Cabo. <laughs> Watch my girlfriend yeah. cheat in front of my face. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, so we'll give you our golf bets later in the show, and we'll do so. On a uh, W3, three words to start with W, wonderful football Wednesday, the first day of November. Like, how crazy is that? Like, uh, basically blank. I, I guess, like, it kind of has flown by. I guess we are having a good time this football season. Uh, wonderful football. Now, ask me again on December 1st. Uh, wonderful football Wednesday, November 1st in the year of our Lord, 2023. Our show's on Twitter, at You Better You Bet. I'm on Twitter and the gram, at the Costos. Ken Barkley, your favorite handicapper's favorite handicapper on X, now and always, at... Lockie Lockerson. And on this wonderful Football Wednesday, we're going to bring you five phenomenal guests. We, we talked a lot the last two days. Here are a bunch of guests to give you their expert opinion on things. Uh, pro sports better Rob Bazzola. Odyssey Sports NFL insider Brian Baldinger. CBS Sports Will Brinson. Eric Eager from Sumer Sports. And our special guest today, joining us from The Ringer, our friend Cousin Sal. Cousin Sal will be joining us today. Noted Cowboys fan. He also does great work for our friends at FanDuel TV, which we will say... So, so shout out to Sal. Sal hashtag will be joining Ola, us later. Hashtag the, Branch. Yeah, yeah I mean, I mean, look, right. there's there's a lot of different places out there that employ a lot of different people. Cousin yeah. Sal will join us on the show today. He does great work for our friends at the Ringer. As Sal will be giving us his favorite yeah. looks coming up in the Love National the Football League. As yeah. I, I, right. I do like the Ringer. It's an excellent publication. Yeah, yeah, it's good. I like it. Oh yeah. Uh, good. So those are our five great guests on the show today. Plus, it moved coming up for Week Nine in the National Football League. McDaniels and Garoppolo out. Antonio Pierce and Aiden O'Connell. It's made up. It's Mad Libs. They squad. are in. Yes, this is the squad. Desmond Ritter. Ritter me this. What week will the Falcons bench Desmond? Answer. Week nine. Taylor Heineke in. Hashtag toxic groupthink. Are, are, is everyone now caught up fully to the idea that this guy, Arthur Smith, is just making it up as he goes along and he's a total bozo? Like, everyone gets it now for sure? Like, we all get it? Also, they'll probably make the playoffs. It's going to make me sick. Uh, Ritter out, Heineke in. And Deshaun Watson may, may be going to be in on Sunday, practicing today in a limited fashion. We'll talk about all of it. All the line movement coming up for Week 9 in the NFL in hour number one of today's show. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. It's day three of Lochmas. The first college football playoff rankings came out. Ken Barkley's going to tell you if any of it matters and uh, how it relates to sports betting, if at all. With the rankings coming out, obviously a big conversational piece in sports media today. Power hour, final hour of the show. We'll feature all our bets for tonight. Only four games in the NHL, kind of sad. Bets of steel, but we'll hit all of them. Best of the best, a loaded slate in the NBA. I got a lot of bets going on. Can't wait to talk NBA later in the show. Our thoughts on Game 5 of the World Series with my Texas Rangers. Yeehaw! One win away from a World Series championship. The first in franchise history. And our golf bets for the AO Technology Open in Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Uh, we are locked and loaded here on a wonderful Wednesday. Ken, how's it going? Hey, yo. Uh, I'm doing great. Doing really good. It was a little bit of a different night, I think, for both of us last night than what we've had. I think people can probably even pick up on the fact that we gave you a lot of energy there in that first six or seven minutes. And I won't speak for Nick, even though we talked before the show. But 
slept awesome last night and there you just like put yourself in our in our shoes for a second you probably not you don't even have to be in our shoes you're in your shoes you're probably thinking the same thing we are man there's been a lot of sports on at night like every single night for like 38 consecutive days man it's been awesome and we've been staying up and we've been watching everything and then we sleep and then i wake up at 6 a.m because my son comes into the room and wants to get a yogurt out of the fridge and then i'm up and then we do the same thing again. We do the show and then we go to midnight again over and over and over and over and over again. So Nick and I were talking about this yesterday. Like, and we just need a night where there's just not, there can be sports because there's always going to be sports this time of year, but there just can't be a billion things. And the, the sports gods sort of like the, the moons kind of the stars aligned. And we ended up with a night where like, not only was there not a lot of hockey, there was also not a lot of NBA mercifully on the same night. And there was no football game that night. What a concept. So that was really awesome. It was funny. I'll talk about a couple things that I like relived this morning or not relived, but that I caught up on this morning, but just to start with that. Like I slept awesome. Kids trick or treating. They came home. I, they went to bed. I went to bed like right afterwards, slept a ton, ready to stay up way too late tonight, probably watching the NBA, but at least like got that reset. I think that we were both looking for a night where we could just kind of take a deep breath, not have to be super locked into everything. And it was awesome. I, I, I played, uh, I played sea of stars on PS five for like two and a half hours and then went to bed. It was really, 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 really great. And, uh, we, we don't have to do it in full here. Cause we'll do it next segment, but had for the second consecutive day, uh, oh, yeah. waking up, and I keep waking up in the middle of the night. And uh, I wake up. I don't even know what time it is I wake up. And, like, I grab my phone, and I see all these notifications. And for the second consecutive day, I'm like, wow, there must have been a lot of goals in the late hockey game or whatever. Like, whatever all these notifications right. are for Not right now. Well, they put 10 on the board. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 don't, I almost, like, I wanna, almost want to save it all for next segment. But, like, the Josh sure. McDaniels fired in the middle of the night. And, like, Dave Ziegler, the GM, in the fired in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> gonna fire the head coach because he's really inept and Devonte is pissed <laughs> also like great job by the raiders like not trading Devonte adams like this full-scale massive rebuild they're about to undergo here great job like holding on to all the assets and not trading any that's really brilliant really brilliant uh mm. so i guess like I guess I was pretty surprised also when I saw that the Spurs came back and beat the Suns. that was, oh, was almost more, was more of, it was almost more of a surprise than more of a surprise yeah. than McDaniel's getting fired was that. It was uh, it was the only because I, I woke up and I killed in Johnson I went with the steel, <laughs> <laughs> and he's gonna lay it in. Durant can't believe it. The Suns are searching for something. How about if Frank uh, Vogel like yeah. lost it after the game? Also, well, really upset. I'd lose it after the game. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, I went to bed knowing like the cat, like the Cavs had no offense and they were going to lose to the Knicks um, with the their two of their four star players not playing. Maybe they'll get them back tonight, which will be interesting. Uh, maybe Jared Allen, maybe Garland. I haven't seen an update yet, but anyway. So I went to uh, bed Garland knowing out. that was happening. Garland, Garland out. out. I, I yeah. had heard Allen maybe in. That's what I had heard before we came on the air. So we'll see. And uh, so I, I knew that score. And I, I really liked the Clippers last night and I woke up and saw that score and I was like, yeah, whatever. This is like exactly what I thought would happen, which is great. The Canucks won by a million and like might be really good and their goalie might be really good, which will be some conversation at some point in the future. And then I saw the Spurs score and I, I had the over in the game, which barely hit. And I was like, oh, that's good. I'm like, let me see if I hit the prop. Zach Collins over assists, hit it by a half. Like, okay, great. And okay, like one point game. And I see like the quarter by quarter. I just go like, 
the hell happened here? <laughs> like what? Like I gotta, I gotta watch this. I gotta see what happened. And so it was the only thing I like caught up on after the fact this morning by like actually watching the highlights of, as opposed to just like read a game story and look at box score or whatever. And I just, and I was just like stunned the entire, and like, especially the, that closing sequence, well, not the closing sequence, but like the penultimate sequence of the game, like the bucket steel bucket is like, that's straight out of like a, like a Tuesday night, mac college basketball game where it's like miami ohio bowling green and you're like laying points and you're like it's like you know stupid steel guy misses like a front end crazy three-pointer like we're we're gonna get that starting really soon college basketball starts next week that's you never ever see that in the end of an nba game and just i watched that whole sequence i go this is how it happened like okay cool like no booker no beal you blow a lead whatever like that's gonna happen in the regular season that this this Ed Durant had the ball. Like this is this is how it's gonna happen. So yeah, that was that was another. You mentioned waking up to the the McDaniel's thing. I like woke up, saw the score. Kids on the bus. I was like, I gotta go down and watch the highlight of this game. What the hell happened? And just like stunned, sitting there watching it. I I guess uh, my last thing from last night, and we'll do like all the NFL news on the other side. Is you know, t- looks looks like the Rangers are gonna win the World Series. Maybe, maybe mm. as soon as tonight with uh, with Nasty Nate Evaldi on the mound, I I kind of regret a little bit, kind of like ejecting out like after after the championship series and not like seeing this through and bet, betting the Rangers in every game. Kind of kind of regretted that last night, you know, when it was like seventeen nothing in the second inning last night. Yeah, like, like, oh, probably probably just should have saw this through and kept betting the Texas Rangers. But uh, I'm gonna tell you, like. <laughs> Given the fact that we probably watched a combined zero pitches of this World Series between the two of yeah. us, and shout out to all the baseball fans, like God bless you. I'm not saying the sports fans. There's just too much other stuff going on. Like a pretty profitable and awesome baseball postseason for us, and we we literally like didn't watch the World Series, and it was still no. still great, still awesome. I barely knew the Texas one. I checked the score one time. It was ten nothing, and I was like, okay, I guess they win. And uh, what what I honestly I've seen none. I've not watched a, a pitch of the series so far. Who is and Adolis Garcia like didn't play and he's out the rest of the series. Who's is Seager? Who's going to win World Series MVP? Like who's even the favorite right now? Seager. 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 And Jake writes it in the chat. Yeah, just from like he's been he's been nuclear. In he had series. a bunch of home he's runs. Awesome. He homered in game he one, had, right? And he homered, homered last, last night. night. Homered yeah. last night. Yep. Okay, so Seager. All right. Jake writes he wants me dead. I don't know what that means in the chat. What well, I, I think I it's just because Jake because Jake bet everybody else. I think other guys. Oh, got it. Okay, oh, he's minus four fifty. I bet I'm. I guess that means he. And what are the the Rangers have to be a very prohibitive price? Also, is that going to be like the same? Or well, I, I haven't looked. They were like minus. They were like minus two seventy five before last night, up two one, and that was with yeah. with um with Scherzer and Adolis Garcia taken off the postseason roster. Now minus so they're minus. Yeah. So they're minus fourteen hundred and Seager. Who would win? so then this raises the question? So then who wins if Seager doesn't win? Because then why Seager, aren't those prices Seager the same? Wins. Like Seager just wins, I think. I I, I don't have a good answer to your question, but Jake, like, I didn't Jake, even know what the price was, and I was like, Seager's going to win. Who's who's the second favorite, Jake? Like, who's the other guy? The other Ranger would be Evan Carter. It's just Corey Seager's hit a billion home runs this series, and every single one has been in a huge spot. Evan Carter's racking up hits. It's just not home runs, and it just doesn't matter. That's great. It's really great. Happy to be here. So there's like no – like, I guess – I guess like if Seager got hurt and then they like lost and then they won later in the series, maybe he wouldn't win. It just he he just wins, I think, right? Uh, that price that price discrepancy is a little interesting since it might end like tonight or soon, just because you know. I, don't you want to bet Seager? I appreciate downtown Mike Brown keeping Jake up on the video there while Jake was clearly scrambling to play the music, then <laughs> indicating that we were going to go to break. <laughs> that's, that's okay. A great, that's hey, a you know, great first segment, I surprised Jake. 
I surprised Jake. That was on me. Jake, come on for a second of the first segment. All All right. right. We are just getting started here on a wonderful football Wednesday. Can't wait to give bets for the AO Technology Open. But coming up next, line moving for week nine in the National Football League. McDaniels fired. Garoppolo benched. What's the market now for the Raiders and Giants? We'll tell you. Next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. (laughs) On the BetQL Network. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. Ah, and it's a wonderful football Wednesday. Some would say the most wonderful in the history of wonderful football Wednesdays. <laughs> Great guest coming up on the show today. Power Hour, Final Hour, featuring all our bets for tonight. But hey, we got big time, major breaking news in the National Football League, and I mean that seriously. The Raiders cleaning house, and like, good for Mark Davis, man. Like, realizing some costs, like, I have made a terrible mistake, and I must rectify this mistake. Like, a lot of owners don't do what Mark Davis did. And now Josh McDaniels becomes the first head coach in the history of the National Football League to get two jobs and be fired before the end of year two in each of them. I honestly, like, send Tom Brady, like, another fruit basket, please. How many guys (laughs) has Tom Brady gotten ridiculously rich? It's like, at some point, you think, like, people are going to realize, oh, you know the Patriot way? It actually is, like, the Brady way. Like, it actually yeah. doesn't work unless you have Tom Brady. Then the Patriot way doesn't work unless Tom Brady's there. Because the Patriot way became the Buccaneer way when Tom Brady went to Tampa Bay. Then Bruce Arians had the, had, had the Patriot way. Because Tom Brady was there. Uh, so McDaniels out. Garoppolo benched. Raiders, Giants. Ritter out. Heineke in. Falcons, Vikings. Deshaun Watson quarterback news. And other organic line movement around the National Football League. Let's get to it right now in this edition, Jake. Of it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. I think it moved. It moved. After Josh McDaniels gets canned. Yeah, so again, in the middle of the night, Josh McDaniels got fired. And general manager Dave Ziegler, canned. Adios. See ya. See ya. Following just a an atrocious performance on Monday Night Football from the offense. You know, the side of the ball that Josh McDaniels is supposed to be an expert in. So McDaniels out. Good on Mark Davis for making it happen. Ziegler out. Also, uh, Mick Lombardi I mean, what an incredible coaching staff this was. Mick Lombardi also out. So, the new interim coach Gruden? for the Los... Was Deuce <laughs> Gruden still allowed to keep his job? I think, I, think Deuce, I think Deuce might still be on the staff. I think that is that is definitely... I think that that is the case. Also, like, like Curly Lambos, like uh, like Grandson might be on the staff <laughs> as well. Yes. One of the Hallises, like the sixth generation <laughs> one. Yeah, one of the ones nobody talks about. He's there somewhere. Oh, yeah. my God. Uh, the new Raiders interim coach, and this is... Like, we actually... Like, we did a bit on this this summer. Yeah. It's like, when Josh McDaniels gets fired... Who's the interim coach going to be? I think we both thought it would probably be defensive coordinator Patrick Graham made the most sense. But, you know, when you when you got further down the board, Antonio Pierce was a name that, you know, maybe it'll be him. So it's former Giants linebacking great, in all seriousness, was one of the best. I mean, like, this is serious. 
He's one of the yeah. best players on the Giants in 2007 when they when they yeah. won Super Bowl 42 and beat the undefeated Patriots. So it's going to be weird. It's not like Eli Manning is coaching the team or like Michael Strahan, but it is going to be weird seeing Antonio Pierce coaching against the Giants for this Giants fan, me, and other Giants fans as well. So Antonio Pierce is the Raiders' interim coach. I guess my question would be, um, do the Raiders pay as well pay players as well as Arizona State? Yeah, jeez. I guess we'll find out. Uh, so Antonio Pierce is the interim head coach, and someone named Bo Hardigree will be the offensive coordinator, was described in a tweet by Ian Rappaport as a highly regarded former assistant of Adam Gase. I'm not sure if there was, like, meant to be a laugh track there or, like, sarcasm intended. I'm not, I'm not really sure. I don't know. From the prestigious so, uh, Hardigree family of, uh, like, of offensive minds, you know? So, like, I, now it's just like, do, do his eyes move like in googly fashion, like like cookie monsters, like Adam Gase's does, <laughs> like with the laser pointer. Um, so Bo Hardigree will be calling the place for the Raiders, and he'll be doing so for Aiden O'Connell because Jimmy Garoppolo sure. has been benched. And again, good on the Raiders for doing this. So Aiden O'Connell will be the quarterback, apparently, for the rest of the season. Our guy Greg Rosenthal, who was on the show yesterday, tweeted this. That based on reporting that that he's heard and like uh, and uh, and read that it feels like Mark Davis like basically made this decision after McDaniel's started Brian Hoyer in the Bears game and not Aiden O'Connell and they lost the game and that was kind of like the beginning of the end for Josh McDaniel's and then of course the Monday night putrid performance against the Lions got you there as well so that's what's going on in Vegas clear skies in Central Park for the Giants uh, Daniel Jones is expected to be back but we haven't gotten an injury report and normally that thing's the size of like the Dead Sea Scrolls so we'll we'll find out what happens with the Giants and their injury report. But Ken, with all the Raiders stuff, what do we have right now? Raiders and Giants in the betting market. Yeah, you'd, you'd think there would... I, I just... I was surprised there wasn't even more of a move. Now look, like, Daniel Jones more likely to play. The Raiders make a move to a quarterback who had played very poorly in his only start against the Chargers. And you, those two things in combination. The coach firing, it's always funny, right? Like, historically, do you get a big line move off a of coach firing? Honestly, like... Sometimes you get something, but sometimes you don't get very, it's all like case by case, right? And so in this situation, uh, Jeff Saturday last year, I think would be a good example. I think the line moved hard away from the Colts when he was the uh, when he was named the interim head coach. And then they won that first game, I think, uh, or something like that. I they beat you the Raiders, right? The Raiders. It was the Raiders. That's what it was. It was against McDaniels. It was the Raiders. Of course it was. Of course it was. Because why wouldn't it have been? I was like, I swear it was an LA team, but I kind of, because it was... It was Vegas. They used to be in Oakland and they used to be Los Angeles. So anyway, uh, this market was basically set Raiders three, three and a half prior to Monday Night Football. The Lions bulldoze the Raiders. Uh, it gets bet to two and a half. So the Raiders are still favored, but by less than three, we talked about the game yesterday uh, a little bit. And just the idea of like, all right, like, what do we want to do? I make a case for the Raiders if the line drops more, not knowing that this was kind of lurking as a potential story the next 24 hours, but then the guys get fired. So we were Raiders two and a half. And Nick just read you like a laundry list of news stories, all of which are very interesting and some of which are very funny, to be honest. And so new coach, new quarterback, Daniel Jones seems likely to play. And we really only go like two and a half to one. So the Raiders are still favored. They're still favored by less than three in the game, despite the fact that like every possible variable about the game, short of the fact that there's going to be like a windstorm in the stadium, everything about the game has has changed to a certain extent. And the market hasn't moved very much. The Raiders are still favored in the game. The Raiders with, you know, uh, you know, new offensive coordinator, new coach, Aiden O'Connell quarterback, like Antonio Pierce is going to be on the sidelines. Like, ah, two and a half, one. I just think that's kind of interesting. Like, I, I was expecting when I woke up and saw all that news, I go, oh, the Giants are favored. Like, Giants are favored in the game, have to be favored in the game. 
and we're just kind of in this weird no man's land still where the Raiders are favored. So we just basically went two and a half to one, one and a half. And then the other interesting thing is the total in the game basically didn't move at all. It went down like a half point <laughs> from what it was before. It was already a pretty low total, 37 and a half, 38, and it's 37 right now. So a lot of fun things to talk about with this game. But at the same time, like not a ton of market movement, kind of having the same conversation we would have had yesterday in terms of the side. Um, what What's your best guess as to why we haven't seen like more of a move? And it can be a guess and that's okay. Because Josh McDaniels is the worst coach of all time. So any, any warm body represents the same thing. Uh, and Garoppolo played the worst quarterback game ever. And any other quarterback probably doesn't represent a significant change. I'm going to guess that's like how it's being interpreted. That would be my guess. The McDaniels part, I think you can say very confidently. Like you're going to replace him with someone else and people are going to be like, no, the Raiders are worse. Of course not. He's the worst head coach. You replace him with anybody, the perception will be that they're at least the same. So I think that's that part of it. The quarterback part's a little interesting to me just because we only have one O'Connell data point and it's terrible and uh, turned the ball over a ton. And then McDaniels like threw him under the bus after the game. It was really weird. And then like, okay, that doesn't mean O'Connell can't be way better. He might be way better. Just that like, I would have thought our one like image of him was so negative that Garoppolo to him would have been viewed as like a big difference, but it's not, it's not being viewed that way. Not, not if Jimmy's going to play like he did obviously on Monday True. night. Uh, and on balance, obviously Garoppolo has been, you know, we only seen one eight or O'Connell start. Garoppolo did start a Super Bowl where he, uh, where he overthrew a player on a really important play in the game. Kind of like he did on Monday night twice. You better you bet with Nick and Ken. Wonderful football Wednesday line moving week nine in the NFL. I will say, and like we'll do more on this game over the course of the week and the Raiders because it's very funny and very interesting. Uh, I said yesterday on the show that I liked the Giants in the game. Josh McDaniels, dead team walking, Giants getting guys back, Daniel Jones back. I think the Giants might be better all over the Giants. This makes me like the Giants less with McDaniels out. Like, I, I don't know how you can, in at least a one-game scenario, I don't know if this is going to play out and, like, Pierce is going to be great or O'Connell's going to be great. They might both be brutal. Just that I think, like, as a someone who was interested in betting the Giants, I would have rather had McDaniel's and Garoppolo like limping into this game off of Monday night, knowing that like the whole team's pissed, like the organization's not behind them anymore. I would have rather had that setup than whatever this is going to be on Sunday. Curious if you agree or disagree with that, Ken. If you liked the Giants, I would have rather at least one more game of McDaniel's as opposed to McDaniel's out, and now you might get a bounce from the team and you might get like an inspired effort from the entire. Who knows? Yeah, I just think you have no idea. I mean, if, if you're going to bet the game, uh, I, I guess I guess I would still only bet the Raiders because the same thing is still true. Like, they're being really, really, really devalued versus what they would have been versus the Giants each of the last, like, five weeks. This is, like, the lowest possible difference between the teams over that period. So it, it's the same. You can apply the same concept. It's just, like, okay, like, I, I don't know what we're going to see at all. No one knows what we're going to see at all. Kind of curious to see how this i i don't know where the market's going like if that's if that's something we're going to talk about like i have no idea i have no idea like what do you, what do you think the number's going to close at i don't know one of seven possible numbers i, I mean i really have no clue giants one if like thomas and neil come like, back maybe it? but then why not yet you think you get the max right now and then you get buyback as you could close the weekend like well, the, also the waller just ruled happened. out for the game waller yeah. ruled out for the game in a revenge spot for him against his former team he might miss multiple weeks with a hamstring injury i'm not saying he impacts the spread but like right. it's not going to be like a full strength giants which which i think outside some people may have been hoping for at least. 
Sure, but I mean, I think if it's like, if you're expecting the Giants to be favored, my question would just be like, what else is going to happen that's going to make it, like, they've already said it's O'Connell. Fair. They already put it's Antonio fair. Pierce, the head coach. Like, what what bump is left here? Like, they're going to they're gonna tell you, like, all the other coordinators and coaches are different too? Like, they're actually going to say, like, just kidding, it's not O'Connell. We just signed a guy off the street. That's who it is? Like, there's nothing left. And if there's nothing left and we only got to this, then this might be where we stay. I, I don't. I honestly don't know. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to end up betting this game now. I do, I do get the sense that, like, I've thought the Raiders were valuable the whole time. And so it's like, oh, well, now they're changing coaches and changing quarterbacks. Does that change your mind? No, because, like, the price is just really, really, really low for Raiders against a team like this. Almost like no matter who the coach and the quarterback are, within reason. And, uh, you know, is O'Connell worse than Jimmy G? I don't know. Is Pierce the worst than McDaniels? I doubt it. And, uh, you know, so it's just like... I think I might still bet the Raiders, but this just it just throws a ton of uncertainty into things, and which is okay. Now, if I were to ask you, what was your favorite moment of the first Josh McDaniels run as head coach in Denver? It would undoubtedly be, you know, the whole like like trying to tape San Francisco practices for a London game when yes. Troy Smith started and then losing to the 49ers. Not Ohio State Troy Smith, San Francisco 49ers Troy Smith. That would undoubtedly be the answer. What is your favorite moment of Josh McDaniels' second run as NFL head coach? It's a good question. So, like, the first thing that comes to mind is, like, the week two collapse against Arizona when we <laughs> yeah. were in Vegas. Yeah. Like, uh, you know, up three possessions in the game at home in the home opener. And Kyler Murray comes back and ties the game. Game goes to overtime. Cardinals win on a defensive touchdown. Uh, that's the first thing that comes to mind. I'm trying to think of, like, I mean, there are a number of, like, in-game decisions where, God, who, who did they play? when Al called the Thursday night game a few weeks ago, who did they play in the Thursday night game? They play somebody, or was it them? Did they play a Thursday night game? There was like some, mo there was some moment, maybe it was in last year, where just like the decisions to kick field goals in situations I think you're, where- I think you're thinking the Monday night game against the Chiefs right? where they're up four, they're up 14, okay. nothing. Yeah. And it's like fourth and one. And like, you have a chance to go 21, nothing and they kick a field goal and then they lose yeah. the game to Kansas City. It's just like, that. I mean, yeah, what's your favorite moment? I don't know, like a 700-way tie for settling for field goals in situations where, where you should have. But the Week 2 Arizona game is like its own special kind of, of hilarious. And I would also just mention, like, he, he lost by, he lost badly to Tyson Bajant toward the end of his time. That is something that happened with a better team. He went on the road and lost to Tyson Bajant. So, like, that's that's on the that's on the tombstone also. Uh, on the other side, we'll talk about Taylor Heineke starting for Atlanta on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings. But we do have a piece of breaking news here, and maybe nothing's happened in the market yet. And maybe the expectation is that everything's going to be copacetic and it's going to be fine. Um, Josh Allen does not practice today, Ken, for the Buffalo Bills. This news just crossing the wire. Allen officially DNP uh, with a right shoulder injury that apparently he suffered in last week's win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Remember when Allen like, went into the medical tent at one point last week and was kind of favoring his shoulder, came back in, definitely got a tour duel shot came back in and like played well the rest of the game so Allen doesn't practice today um maybe he'll practice tomorrow maybe he won't I don't know um and anything happening in the Bills Bengals game here to wrap up this segment yeah so this this game had gotten bet down toward Buffalo earlier today where there were like a lot of one and a halfs on the board and like a few twos on the board where the difference between the teams was almost nothing and like a quick glance at the board right now like it might take a little time for this to get into the market but you see a couple spots lighting up already going back to two and a half in the game I haven't seen any threes yet but like a little bit of movement in a few places as the story starts to get into the market I would expect it to have like a, a small impact for now and then as we get later in the weekend there's more of that yeah, I mean, like, there's 
if I mean, if we get to tomorrow and he doesn't practice, like this is at least three. If we get later in the week and he doesn't practice, it starts to really get crazy and take off a little bit, probably because it's Burrow and what you just saw last week against like Kyle Allen, potentially. Like that's the number that you would make. I mean, I, I mean, what would you make that point spread? Obviously, uh, a very big one. Uh, Kyle Allen revenge game against his former team. Um, uh, it feels yeah, like the Bills need. It feels like Buffalo needs its bye week sooner rather than later. It's not until week 13. I know that because I have Josh Allen on a lot of fantasy teams. On the other side, Ritter me this. What's the line movement to the Falcons-Vikings game? We'll tell you next. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Uh, the the quarterback yeah. So, you know, just for this week, you know, just with all the variables... You know, just kind of consider everything the last 72 hours and what we feel is good, best for this week for us to, you know, against Minnesota Taylor will play this week. Welcome back to You Better You Bet, brought to you by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. That's the voice of uh, Atlanta Falcons head coach Mumbles McGee, a.k.a. Bozo the Clown, a.k.a. Arthur Smith. Like, hey, coach, who's going to start a quarterback this week? Well, the variables, and, uh, you know, watching the tidbits, you know, this week, it'll be Taylor going to start for us, yeah. It's like, Taylor Heineke starting for us. Like, that's the decision. And he's he couches it by going for this week. So if Heineke goes for 400 yards and five touchdowns this week, you're you're going to go back to Desmond Ritter? Like, it's over. What if he's bad? If he's bad, you're going to go back to Desmond Ritter? Desmond Ritter's like, brutal. Like what? Like what is it with this guy that he like he just can't get up there and just be like, "Here's what's happening," and it's obvious like to everyone. Yeah, not even confident, but just like, yeah, like have some kind of like social presence, have like have like some awareness, like be able to relate to other people. And so just like, okay, buddy, thank you, thank you for like. Why, why did we have this event? Yeah, why was this happening? Also, like. Uh, really shocking, right? Wow. So, so you're telling me that last week, when Arthur Smith described like, oh, everyone thinks Desmond Ritter stinks, it's t- toxic groupthink. It's hey, 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 you, the person watching and listening, it's not Desmond Ritter's fault that he's not good at football. It's your fault. It's all of our faults. Yeah, it's our toxic, toxic. group. We're dragging yeah. him down. We poisoned him <laughs> from from the taste of your lips. I'm wondering. <laughs> so like, what? What the like? And then like the guy who said that it was our toxic group think that was creating this false narrative benched him. I'm just saying, like, can everyone wake up, please, to like what this guy is? And, like, maybe they'll make the playoffs, God bless them. But, I mean, he's the worst. Uh, We'll talk about the Falcons-Vikings game in a second. But we have another piece of breaking news. It's not, like, earth-shattering or anything. But it is official. Ryan Tannehill ruled out for Thursday night's game for the Titans on the road at the Steelers. Will Levis will start, obviously, for Tennessee. Um, I don't think we've had any line movement because I think the expectation is that it's going to be Levis so we can move on. Jake, bring the music back up here. And, Ken, let's talk about this Falcons-Vikings game. So... We think it's going to be Jaron Hall at, at quarterback for Minnesota, although that, that could change any minute of any day. I think Kevin O'Connell will probably be honest with us and tell us when when and if that happens. But for uh, now, I think we can know, operate. The last 48 to, hours, it'll be uh, Jaron Hall. Uh, uh, Kirk Cousins, Achilles, uh, you know, at uh, BYU. Uh, it's a uh, you know, trade for Josh Dobbs, like uh, Jaron Hall. or something. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. right. So let's, let's assume it's Jaron Hall 
Well, how about this? The Falcons actually have more stability right now. We know it's going to be Heineke, thanks to Mumbles McGee. Heineke v. likely Jaron Hall in Atlanta on Sunday in a really high-leverage game for maybe the seventh seed in the NFC playoffs. Uh, where do we where do we stand in the market? Did the market move at all off of this news? No, oh, it's Heineke versus Jaron Hall in a really high-leverage game. Just like it this is. is it's crazy. This is what we do. This is, this is the show we do and the sports that we cover and like to bet on this nonsense. Uh, the Falcons were basically like four and a half, five point favorites. Yesterday we talked about how this market could move and, you know, I bet Falcons three and a half right at open, not even liking them, just thinking it would move a lot, especially if it was Jaron Hall. And we've kind of just stayed in the same spot, honestly, this like four and a half, five range with Atlanta favored, mostly fives, but some four and a halves. Uh, so the announcement of Heineke over Ritter got you nothing in the market is like, I guess, a reasonable way to think about it. And now we just kind of wait for the other shoe to drop where it's like, okay, if it's so the, the only interesting thing left here is if O'Connell today says Jaron Hall is the starting court, like Josh Dobbs is here, but we want to give him a week to get ready. And Greg Rosenthal, who we had on yesterday was like, oh, I think they'd rather start Dobbs. Like if he's remotely okay. But like, if he says it's Jaron Hall, does any, do, do we go a little bit more than we're going already? Like, as, what I mean by that is Atlanta favored by a little bit more because I, I think there is some resistance and some holdout here to the idea that, like, they're really not going to start Josh Dobbs if he's, like, able-bodied. They're really going to start, like, in the game they almost have to have. They're going to put Jaron Hall out there. Seems unlikely. There's almost, like, I, I feel like, this is just my opinion, I think there is, like, kind of that skepticism, and that's why the number isn't more. Where I think if it's, like, hey, it's Jaron Hall and Josh isn't, like, Josh is going to be inactive or he's not going to be ready or whatever. And, like, who else? They have, like, Sean Mannion will be the backup quarterback or something like that. Like, if that's what it is... I don't think it can be four and a half, five. And I hate Atlanta and I don't think they're very good, but like Heineke starting over Ritter and Jaron Hall and like I with Atlanta hosting the game. I don't know if that's what this can be. So I, I do think other people think that way. That's just my guess. I, I can be wrong. My best guess is like, I think, I think everybody kind of thinks it's Dobbs. And if it's Dobbs, I know it's weird because he just got there. This might be pretty close to okay if it stops. Like this might be about four and a half might be right on the number, honestly. If it stops, like this number was this was gonna be like Vikings one if it was Kirk Cousins. So the idea you go from that to Dobbs who just got there and you get like all the way through three into four and a half, I think that's okay. You can even make the argument that's too much. But Jaron, like the Jaron Hall part of this is really interesting. If it really is him, my expectation is the number would go up more. That's just my guess. Uh what would you bet if it's Dobbs and it's four and a half? It's, you know, it's so funny. I would, and this, uh, excluding the fact that I have like a, an Atlanta yes. position at like a number I'm looking the middle. So, cause I, I kind of think it's going to be Jaron Hall and I even, or they're going to say that and Dobbs will be available and like relieve him in the second half if it's brutal or something, but like the market will still move on Jaron Hall. So that's why I bet Atlanta early, uh, with no position and it's four and a half with Dobbs. The, the real, I'm going to say something that sounds really stupid. I, I don't think the Vikings would win but I would love the points. And I think Atlanta would like literally win by a field goal all the time. Like, I think there would be a very close game and I would want the four and a half. Usually you bet a three and a half, four and a half dog. You have to have like a lot of, like you have to think they're really live in the game. The Vikings are live, like they can win, but Atlanta just like loves to play these plotting, stupid, low scoring games against everybody. And like, of course the Vikings could drag them into another one of those and lose 13, 10, think about like the Tampa game a couple weeks ago, like that kind of a game. And so the four and a half will just be super valuable if that's the case, I think at least. Here's and here's the thing with Taylor Heineke, and I don't want to like confuse kind of like my viewpoints here. 
Heineke's better than Ritter, for sure. His upside is definitely higher, higher than Ritter's. So, like, I like this move from Atlanta to not play Ritter to play someone else. Uh, Heineke's, like, not good. He's better than Ritter. He's definitely, the ceiling is higher than Ritter's. I think Pat Doherty, who does a great job for NBC Sports covering fantasy football, he had a great tweet today, which was basically like, Taylor Heineke is the same quarterback as Desmond Ritter, except that Taylor Heineke can sometimes briefly be good. And like Desmond Ritter can never be good. So Heineke at least can like on a given Sunday have like a 350-yard performance. Like Desmond Ritter can never do that. So Heineke gives you theoretical upside. Also, like he's not great. So yes, like it is an upgrade, but it's not like you've you've you know, you've benched Desmond Ritter and now like here's you know Josh Allen's coming in. That's not what this is. So just like I think I'd be into Minnesota if that were the case, also. Also, if and when the nukes ever hit, you know what's gonna be left? <laughs> It'll be the cockroaches and Sean Mannion as a quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings. Mannion was the quarterback for one of Mike Zimmer's final games, remember, against the Packers on, like, a Christmas yeah. Eve, and was asked after the game why Mannion played and not Kellen Mond, and Zimmer goes, because we because we see Kellen Mond every day in practice. Bang. One of the best quotes ever. To you have to retire after that. It's pretty much over. All right. You better, you better. You were Nick and Ken on a Wednesday line moving for week number nine in the National Football League. Uh, those are the big ones, Ken. Anything else stand out to you on the board here? We'll do more, obviously, throughout the course of the show. I can just update, uh, you know, like the bigger game. Cowboys-Eagles, we have no movement to report. That's 3-46, and 46, and that's going to be 3-46 and 46 probably. That was our guess when we talked about that game yesterday. Like, isn't 3 just the right number in the game? So far, everyone agrees uh, and haven't had injury reports that would kind of make you want of that one way or another. Uh, the Dolphins got that a little bit. This was not recent, but we, you know, we just to update, like, the big games. This game, obviously, in Germany and on neutral field. Chiefs were 2.5 at open, and now are 1.5, and, and there's a couple 1s on the board. So the idea may be, hey, like, maybe Dolphins-Chiefs closes is kind of like a pick on a neutral which is kind of like a an incredible compliment to Miami's rating that they could be on a neutral against Kansas City and be rated as no difference between the teams and this probably won't be full strength Miami playing in the game maybe it is but it seems unlikely that that's going to be the case so like that movement is a little interesting and then I would just bring up Seahawks Ravens was kind of like a kick the can down the road handicap for me I was like look five and a half is kind of what I make the game like curious does this get more attracted to the number seven or the number three, as usually these five and a halves do? They usually just don't stay in this range. It doesn't take a lot to get it to move one way or another. And early indications are that we go into six. That's what's going to happen here. So the board's like about half five and a halves and half sixes. So the Ravens have taken a little bit of money, not a lot. Curious if that's predictive of how the rest of the week is going to play out. And the over in that game has gotten that also, despite the fact the Ravens obviously field like a top three defense in the NFL right now. Those are two offenses that eat the last couple of weeks, especially kind of cooking a little bit like Geno Smith in the passing game has looked pretty good. Kenneth Walker's pretty good. And most importantly, like Lamar Jackson and the Ravens offense after like a kind of a rough start to the year has looked really good. So going up to six and the total in that game going up a little bit. Aside from that, you know, there are these like half point moves we can talk about here or there, but uh, it's pretty quiet so far. And then as we get getting more of these injury reports that you're uh, you're bringing up during the show, curious if those kind of have, have some more impact, which they probably will. Uh, just one thing on Seattle's offense, you met Walker's been great. Like Charbonnet played a lot last week. I just as a yeah. Kenneth Walker fantasy owner in several leagues, like I'm I'm a little worried that this is gonna become like more of like a timeshare, which is like which is not great for Kenneth Walker. Um one question and then I have, I have a comment on the Miami Kansas City game. You mentioned earlier in the week, and I kind of echoed your sentiments, at six, I think we would start to be interested, right, in the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah. Do you kind of hold to it. that sentiment here that if it's six, then you'd be interested maybe in betting Seattle? 
Yeah, and you know, there could always obviously be injuries that we don't know about yet, and that's like why the numbers started to tick up a little bit. But yeah, like uh, put it this way, in this range, for me, and I think for you, the decision would be like, do I bet Seattle or do I not bet the game? And I would I would still be in that mode, not like dying to bet Seattle right now, but just as we get into like the six, six and a half range, would be kind of interested in Seattle, would want to think about it a little more. Totally agree with that. Uh, you had a comment on Miami Thursday night keeps going back and forth from two and a half and three have you have you made it have you made up your mind yet like at all what you're going to do with tomorrow night's game no i i i i i want to bet tight what i think honest i think i might bet the over in the game like a contrarian over okay. and i kind of want to bet i kind of want to bet titan's money line but then i feel like i'm like chasing what levis did last week and it's not going to be the yeah. same setup so i don't know what i want to do i think i might bet the that's, over that's what i would tell you is i, I would think that like like don't overreact to like the one Levis game. That doesn't mean he can't win again. Just like it's unlikely you're getting like some awesome price on him now that we all saw it. You're probably getting a fair Steelers. price or or over or or he's being overrated. It's one of the two. I don't know which one it is. And like pick, it's like 50% probably. We had this in our chat that DeAndre Hopkins is listed questionable for tomorrow with a toe injury. Do you have do you have anything else on that? Like did they did he say he was gonna play? I so he's been questionable for like every game the entire season. I I think that right. he's gonna be good to go. This has kind of been his MO. Uh we'll talk about the Dolphins and Chiefs a little later. Hour one done, hour two for you coming up on the other side. Pro Sports better Rob Bazola kicks things off on stadium. Coming up next, all the bets for week number nine. We'll be right back with You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network.